0: Skate. Welcome back to another episode of the morning skate this is episode 194 uh, we're doing a late night Sunday podcast meaning bizdev is not here he is currently playing in a playoff game with a bench of 17 skaters uh, good luck to him I don't really oh actually let's kind of get into this I know he's not uh, and it's, he doesn't have to defend himself but so one of the games that they had played it was uh, it was going down to the wire they were down a goal and they ended up scoring with like eight seconds left. And the ref called it a goal and the other team contested that it was a hand pass. So for like a week, neither team knew what the score of that game was. Somebody sent in the video from Live Barn to USA hockey referees to determine whether or not it was a goal, and it was considered a goal. So they ended up tying. I've never heard of anything like that before. We were in the locker room, and I'm just thinking about like all the head USA hockey like refs sitting in a boardroom together with their masks on, like kind of running down the live barn footage of like Garrison's team tying it up. In a, in a game that had a ref that just didn't tell who won.
1: Yeah, I kind of wish it was, like, the NHL situation room, right? Like, there's a big, like, I don't know, like, Sunday, Saturday night game, like, Toronto-Montreal hockey night in Canada. And, but the but the situation room in Toronto is actually looking at Garrison's uh, game-tying goal from a few nights back. That would be nice to see.
0: Yeah, and it's in a plaza, like, connected to an Aldi's. <laughs> yeah,
1: I don't know, man. That's crazy to me. Biz Dev Dale... Uh, I called him by his government name, Garrison, back there. He, he's just um, – his league just seems incredible. I think he thrives in it. I hope he's doing well. I, will- I, have, another, I have another
0: story about the league, if, if you'd let me interject. Sure. Um, so BizDev's team has been carrying two Skidmore skaters over the last however many weeks. Skidmore College Division 3 they're pretty good players. I got to skate with them a couple of times, whatever. So the head of the league says, yeah, they can skate. So during the like the last like five games of the regular season, like they played on this team. First game of playoffs, when that happened, when they didn't know if they won or lost, it was just a tie. They played in that game. The next game, they played the commissioner of the league's team, and the commissioner of the league told them that the kids couldn't play in the game. And then told them that the kids can play in the game tonight that's not against this team. Why? Because they're really good and he wants to win. Yeah, that's just um and like and I think like the way their playoffs work it's not win and like go like it's not lose and go home like they play in like a fucking weird tournament where it's like wins and losses and like goals for and goals against so I think like the commissioner league wants Garrison's team to beat up on the team they're playing tonight.
1: It honestly does sound like this commissioner's on a power trip. The more you talk about it, like, cause these rules make no sense. None of this is like standard beer league hockey protocol. Right. Um, pretty much everything comes from left field. So it may, it just makes you wonder like, maybe we should get this. We should get this commissioner on the podcast just to kind of figure out what's going through his brain. Uh, when he makes some of these choices.
0: So the, he, there's a relation. Uh, it's Boutry, and I don't know if you remember Boutry, but Boutry was a staple on Jay from Hockeytown's team for years back when the Molson League was a thing.
1: So he, so he basically uh, learned from um, the best. Uh, dude. Yeah, he he was under a coaching tree of local beer league commissioners the whole time, and just kind of decided to do his own thing.
0: Yeah, I, well, well, Hockeytown doesn't have the league anymore, and I think he probably just learned uh, about what Jay did, <laughs> and he's like, I'm just going to do that.
1: Rest in peace, Hockeytown beer league hockey. Oh, I mean, those were the days. Yeah, it definitely soured off at the end, but what a great league. And I'm sure people don't want to hear any more about it.
0: Okay. All right. That's fine. Uh, So, yeah, episode 194, 194 of these bad boys. Uh, 195. I will actually be in San Diego next week visiting Fever Boy Rex. So I'll be probably. Are you going to
1: do it? Yeah, I'm going to do
0: 195 uh, on top of the roof. (laughs) It's
1: going to be windy as hell. No one's going to want to listen to that. It's
0: not going to be windy as hell. Remember when we went to the one roof pool? It wasn't windy, it was beautiful. (laughs) It was windy. It was not windy. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be there. Uh, Hal, what's going on, man? How are you doing?
1: I don't feel great. Honestly, I was about to say, if you could talk to yourself <laughs> for like 30 seconds, you're really good at talking about yourself. Uh, give me 30 seconds. I just need to go get a drink and then I'll be good to podcast.
0: Okay. Well, Hal, while Hal steps out to get a drink, I will bring up Can I Brands. Uh, BizDev posted some stories today about what you guys can do to get your uh, hands on them. Uh, we've talked about them week after week. Um, I mean, uh, to me, it's kind of a no brainer. I always say that, but like it is uh, the stuff works. Um, the groin issue kind of went away, which is pretty nice. The sleep spray is just, and the, like, that's kind of what their deal is right now, but that stuff is legit. Uh, helps you get good night's sleep. I'm sure hal will talk about that. Cause he's been sleeping an awful lot this weekend, but can I brands.com uh, promo code TMS 25. That'll save you 25% on your order. Uh, definitely check them out. Hal's been sleeping a lot. I just kind of brought that up. Have you been using the can I brands, or is that all natural?
1: Yeah, so in situations like this, it's all natural, right? So I was going to bring up this point. I've pretty much slept away this entire weekend. Uh, Played co- played video games with Ked till like 1.30 in the morning on a Thursday night and just ruined my life, so I'm pretty pretty old at this point. That was depressing. I'm going, can I boost tomorrow morning? That's the plan. Focus and energize. There's a couple of things. I've already thought this through my alarm set for six 30. I can work from home. So I just have to be up by eight. Um, wait, hold on. You set your alarm for six 30, but you have to be up out of bed at eight o'clock because dude, I know for a fact, if I don't start that alarm early and often, it's never going to happen. Like it's a slow progression. Okay, All right. Uh, so I'm just so you're not, you're not going
0: to be out of bed at six 30.
1: No, I'm gonna be out of bed at like seven fifteen, seven thirty. I'm gonna feel terrible, uh, and I have one of two options. I can either go sit in line at Dunkin' Donuts for thirty five minutes and just hate my life, right? Uh, Get a coffee that has like seventy five sugars in it when I ask for one. I you you have to go black at Dunkin' Donuts, uh, or I can make a pot of Folgers. But do I look like I'm gonna wake up and make a pot of Folgers? So I'm not gonna do that either. So I'm gonna try some of this Boost and try to get it going.
0: Definitely use the boost, but also do a pot of Folgers. Dude. That's pretty nails. That's something like my grandpa would have done.
1: I just don't like brewing coffee. There's something about it. I, I don't have like a fancy presser. I don't even have a uh, a Keurig. I just have like
0: the good old pot.
1: Apparently Keurigs
0: uh, are like super bad for the environment. People are kind of coming to find out.
1: Makes sense. I mean, I feel like a beak could get stuck in one of those K-Cups, you know?
0: It could happen, dude. And and uh, I was just thinking, you mentioned Dunkin' Donuts, and I was like, you're such a wannabe asshole. Um I hate those I, those. I heard uh, during one of the uh one of the games this weekend, it might have been the ra- the last Rangers Caps game, one of the linesmen went down and they were talking about how the linesmen like and the refs kind of just hang out in like that kind of bubble. <clears throat> and then they said that some of the refs drive to like the games. Wes McCauley lives in Maine and he drives to all the games. I had no idea.
1: Yeah, he does. Wes Macaulay is Maine's ref, which is kind of weird because you respect him because he's a great ref and also He's driving from Maine, so that's kind of a trip. I like that move. We'll get into it later. I feel like people are acting like road trips are the toughest thing in the world, dude. Right?
0: Wes, I would give it. I think road tripping with West McCauley down to like Wells Fargo from Maine, just like list, What like what type of music do you think he listens to?
1: I don't. I don't know. And then probably just like I think classic rock. If I, have I hope podcast.
0: so, dude. But I like. I hope it's nothing but classic rock. Like Slow Ride, maybe some Tom Petty, dude. The the band Boston.
1: But if he's got a long ass ride to like Philadelphia or something like that, if you're thinking about that, he's definitely that's probably why he's like entertaining himself on the ice, like with those ridiculous goal calls that people love and we kind of get annoyed with. He has like eight hours to think about it every day. Do you think he listens
0: to any like motivational podcasts? I don't know. Is there a ref podcast out there, like by refs for refs or they just talk about refing? I don't know. Maybe we should bring in somebody to do that.
1: Yeah, that would be good. We need one of those, and then the other thing that we need that's good for these times, uh, is we need like a a player a player value value evaluator. I think we already talked about that, but right, yeah. we need we need to figure out trade value. Someone just who can like be in our ear for that as well.
0: And I don't know why this just came to my brain, but it just did. I don't know if you saw we have a blogger, two of his brothers play, I think, in the Fed. And did you see that both of them got in a fight last game? Unreal.
1: I didn't know that's what was happening. That's sweet. I just love that we have a blogger whose two brothers got in a fight in the Fed last night. That's actually – that's a story <laughs> that we should have on. We should have those guys on because I would love to hear about that fight.
0: And, and he's screaming, kill him, kill him. <laughs> <"Whoa."> <laughs> All right. Brothers, dude. It would have been kind of cool if he jumped on the ice and started kicking ass, too. Right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Third man in. Yeah, I know. Like, what do you do in that situation? You see him in the parking lot. Like, maybe you just start the fight up again.
0: It was pretty funny. They were like the the two brothers were the only players on the ice fighting. Like it wasn't like a full line brawl. It was just like both brothers are like, okay, let's fucking go.
1: But you kind of have to, like, cause you hear about all like you always hear about these brothers who like they got into like disagreements on the ice, but they never fought. I mean Eric
0: Stahl gave Mark Stahl a concussion.
1: Yeah, exactly. And like I didn't I didn't that's true. I didn't I'm just saying I didn't have a brother growing up, but I imagine if me and my brother were both in the Fed and we were like playing each other, like you know what I mean? We would definitely fight. Do
0: you fun. think Do you think if you were at a bar and some girl came over and, like, dumped a drink on you that your sister would throw hands?
1: I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. What about so, you?
0: I don't have any siblings, dude. Funny. I would hope that you guys would.
1: <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, I just – I would ho- – I just don't want to get in the fight. Like, I just think about getting into a fight. And then you do it with like a family member too. You don't know what to expect. That'd be tough. You won't get yelled
0: at as much though, I think.
1: I don't get yelled at. Well, no, I you mean, know what I mean? I mean,
0: like like you want to disappoint your parents as much as if it was just you going off and like like you know what I mean? I think that's a lose lose situation. I don't think so. If I'm a parent, and, like both my kids get in a fight, like obviously I'd be pissed that they got in a fight, but half of me would be like, at least at least they're sticking up for the Collins name, dude.
1: All right, man. Whatever you say. Can we move on?
0: Yeah, let's. Uh, let's just hop <laughs> into it. NHL news here going.
1: You're feeling it tonight, bro.
0: <laughs> I am, dude. Not, you know, like sometimes, like we hop right into NHL news. I'm sure people probably care about like the hockey part of this podcast, but like some of me hopes that they actually appreciate what goes on in our lives too but there's not a chance that that happens. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you. for the yeah. I appreciate it. All right. This is going to be a heavy Buffalo podcast. Cause a lot of stuff happened this week <coughs> in Buffalo, uh, Buffalo Sabres fired their head coach, Ralph Kruger amid a 12 game <laughs> winless skid. Uh, I thought this was really funny. This is the funniest thing. I think on this doc, Charlie Mendola, who was promoted to director of hockey strategy in November is no longer with the Sabres. They canned him, uh, Duh. I didn't even know that they had a fucking director of hockey strategy. And why was this guy not canned forever ago?
1: Well, I think the problem is they already canned like the person before I looked that up. I don't know a ton about it. I forget the company's name offhand, but that dude worked. If you're familiar with Buffalo, like in the past couple of years, they tried to really redevelop the area around there. Right. They put those rinks in uh, right near there and some like bars and stuff. I think like somewhat there's a brewery over there, too. Regardless, the guy who was their their director was the guy who was like running that before. So I don't know how he jumped from that to like ho- like hockey ops or whatever the fuck he was doing. That was a weird one. Um, this was what I thought was weird. Ralph Kruger was 6, 19, 19 and four this season. I forget. One of the insiders reached out to him, and and Kruger's quote was, "I loved every minute. What an amazing game hockey is. Onto a new adventure with with more wisdom in the bag." I'll tell you what. That's that that kind of might sum up Ralph Kruger and like why he's not coaching the Sabers to victory. I, like, you think I if, like, the Sabers can John Tortorella? His response would be like wisdom on and up. I know you have to like kind of tell yourself that, but like as a human, if you also don't have that uh, that element of like this sucks, like they suck, like this wasn't <laughs> my fault, like you don't have any of that, like how that just doesn't know, seem natural.
0: You know me, I'm a huge grudge guy. I would have fucking lost my shit. I would have called out every single fucking player. Dude, you're not gonna get another job. Like you just went six, nineteen, and two. And then I think you had a did he have was he hired before this time?
1: What do you mean? He he got he fired by the Oilers.
0: Out? Yeah. So like it's not working out, man. So just fucking go down to the ship. Like and he's probably
1: not, gonna go back to the Premier League. I think he was successful there. Like he's gonna go back to soccer. Just go
0: right. Maybe like, that's why here's another thing. Like if you're telling yourself like, listen on to better things, I enjoyed every second. Like, do you think that's what he was saying in the fucking locker room when they were getting throttled?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. That's the problem. Cause people say he's like that new age players coach and like, he has like philosophy and stuff like that. Um, which I think you definitely need, but you got to wonder like what his message was to the team. And it also makes it weird. Cause he's like such a positive guy in that quote, but like, he clearly had Skinner in his doghouse. He never really addressed I, yeah. that. Like, he low would key.
0: he would go at Skinner publicly.
1: Right. And then he comes away, like, just, like, this was the best time for all. Like, you know what I mean? It just, weird to me, something doesn't connect with that. I don't know. I mean, the Granados, for whatever reason, I think Granado is, like, low-key a, ho- a USA hockey family. Do you agree with that? 100%. Um, that was- yeah, so Granados, that's. He's the head coach. I kind of like that. Matt Alice is an assistant coach now. If you remember him, he was like a grinder in that weird era, like, like I don't know, Patrick Coletta line. So kind of cool to see that. And then Dan Girardi is the assistant coach. I was listening to like – you know Elliot Friedman has that 31 Thoughts podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we probably shouldn't plug other podcasts, but that's just like a different realm than us, so I don't think it fucking matters. Um, but they were saying how they think that a, a huge piece of it is that Rasmus Stalin um has kind of disappeared this year like he's regressed so much and he had so much promise and everyone says how talented he is and they think that Dan Girardi could be the answer for that and that they love that Dan Girardi is going to be coaching the D so that'll be interesting to see I thought it was cool to hear some like mainstream praise for Girardi there
0: love Girardi and I you know that dude that that makes that makes me happy we're going to kind of get into the new New York Rangers Dan Girardi a little bit remind me on that one uh and then Rasmus Ristelainen on Kruger's firing. I've been, I've seen so many head coach and GM changes. I feel like it's more about players, but you can't fire players. Like, talk about just throwing all your teammates under the fucking boss, dude.
1: Dude, and, and I, I looked it up because I think it might have been Jack Edwards when he was calling him a dumpster fire. Somebody <laughs> oh said it. No.
0: They, have, they,
1: they have 13 first-round picks on their team and 10. They have 10 top 10 picks playing for their team, and they're like the most embarrassing team in the league. How does that happen? Like, at the same time, there's definitely skill there. Like,
0: Yeah. There sure is skill. Like, I, At the hockey time, we are talking about in the locker room. Like, If you look at the Sabres on paper, like, yeah, they're not fucking Pittsburgh or Washington, but they should be way better than what the fuck they're doing right now. Like, Eric Stahl isn't the old Eric Stahl, but Eric Stahl is a fucking pretty number two center. Jeff Skinner just scored 40 goals. Jack Eichel's sick. They have Victor Olofsson who can score on the power play. Dalian should be good. Like, Rista Lein is kind of paying the ass to play against. They have Chiller. Like, they have – they have pieces. They're just dog shit. They
1: have, like, if my team traded for like 10 of those guys at the trade deadline, I think I would be happy. Like, obviously, depending on the fit and stuff, but like the quality of player, they're definitely yeah. there. What I mean, at the same time, though, you do have guys like Matt Irwin and like they have the goaltending issues. We don't really have to get into how they suck. I just thought, I just
0: I, think it's weird. I, like, like, I like Matt Irwin. He might be a little bit older now. He used to play for Nashville, right? Yeah. I and, like Matt. Irwin. He's probably a good number six or seven on like a good team.
1: I, I think, too, I just want to point out, I actually like, I kind of do like what Ristolainen said, though, at the same time, because speaking of a player you would want at the trade deadline, Rasmus Ristolainen, to me, is somebody who is going to blossom if he goes to, like, a legitimate team. He he seems like he has all the tools, and every now and then he's a whipping boy for the Sabres fans, I feel like. But at the same time, he, he always looks sturdy when the Bruins play them. Like, I notice him every game.
0: He's kind of nails. Like yeah, her. no weird way. He's kind of nails.
1: Like, yeah, and, like, he's, like, wiry, you know what I mean? He's, like, 6'5 and a twig, but he he plays with an edge. He has some offensive touch, and I feel like six uh, there. I think he's kind of like the McDonough effect where you look at someone, and McDonough was way better, I think, than Ristolainen. But still, McDonough was kind of looked at to be the number one D for, for the Rangers, and it just – it was kind of hard on him. And then he went and he got injured or whatever. And then he went to the lightning. And then like he became like this unbelievable steady defenseman. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like I think for wrist the line, and maybe if he's like a two or three somewhere, you you see the results.
0: I mean, I I don't know what the fuck they're gonna do. Um <laughs> and on top of that, we'll, we'll touch on this quickly. Like Taylor Hall just took a slap shot to the face. I've never been a huge Taylor Hall guy. I know he's a really skilled player, but like to me, it was I always thought it was a Taylor Hall show the fact that that guy came out after that and played the rest of the game, like I actually like Taylor Hall now because there is no reason why he should have done that. Like your team sucks. You're not going to make the playoffs. Like why didn't you just go put sweatpants on and go home and take a couple of Tylenol?
1: Yeah. I, and I don't know if it's what he wants. Pardon me. It always sounds like he wants to like rebuild in Buffalo or he said he'll sign a big ticket, but it would be cool to see him get traded to a contender. I, I think his value will be less now and it'll be interesting to see like what he would get in return. But I think it'd be cool to see him in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, dude. And people forget he was the MVP of the league a couple years ago. Like, I don't know what's going on in Buffalo. And then w- one last thing, Nathan oh. and Jeff Skinner got into like a tussle and like, they were in the penalty box. And uh Batchen says, you're the most overplayed guy in the world, which I think is really funny. But at the same time, if I'm Jeff Skinner, I'm like, those paychecks still cash, dude. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like, that's what I was thinking about. Um, like, oh, like, what's that insult? Oh, you're a loser. You signed a $72 million contract. Like, what are you going to say to that? Like, I'm sure it kind of hurts Skinner because he's, like, in the moment. But at the end of the day, Jeff Skinner is going to be okay. Jeff Skinner's
0: I- great, 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 great grandkids are going to be set
1: Yeah, like, he, he'll survive. Like, it's all going to work out. I don't know. Good, I mean, good chirp, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I don't, what do you think is like the most overpaid? I was thinking about this after, like the most overpaid profession. Do you
0: have an answer for that?
1: Uh, I looked it up. I looked it up and it said the answer just based on basketball players. Yeah, probably.
0: Dude, they're seven feet tall. Like, and I'm sure it's still probably hard to shoot and score and shit, but like, I'm under six feet and I'm awful at basketball. I feel like if I was seven feet tall, it wouldn't be that hard. You just kind of put in the net. Like yeah. who's, who's that? Who's that really, really, really tall guy? I think he went to the Celtics. His name Taco. Taco Fall. Did I make that up? Like, if I'm Taco and I'm that tall, like, is it really that hard to put a put a ball in a rim? All I have to do is like lift up and go like that. All
1: right, all right. That's a good. That's enough basketball talk. I do want to. Um, I did want to circle back one last thing on the Sabres. Wait, wait
0: you said you said you researched it. What's the most overpaid profession?
1: Oh yeah, per Google, it's an anesthesiologist, which like uh, makes sense. Like maybe you just. Like at the end of the day, I could pretend to be an anesthesiologist. Walk in there, give them some uh, Can I brands can't sleep spray. Pop them ten. Uh, they'll catch some Z Surgery would be done. Yeah, you know, like
0: can you imagine being an anesthesiologist and like putting somebody <laughs> asleep and not being able to wake them back up. Is like, that even a, a lot of pressure? <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess it probably isn't a good answer. That's just like the answer from Google. Uh, they do oh, make- I had one more thing on the Sabers I wanted to throw out there. I learned too. They don't have any physical scouts in the WHL, OHL, Russia, or Finland. Like the Sabres apparently have a bunch of virtual scouting. I know uh, that's kind of like the wave of the future and that a lot of more teams do it now because you can get people and it's cost effective. But like you got to have some 60-year-old guy who's seen it all like in, in Saskatoon watching the WHL game in person to scout a dude. You have to.
0: I couldn't, I couldn't agree more, dude. It's like – it's it's that Clint Eastwood movie, dude, where he's a baseball scout. you know what I'm talking about? And like, he, he's trying to – they're trying to get him out because he's too old, but, like, he knows you can throw a fastball. I actually never saw that movie start to finish. I just remember, like, scenes of Clint Eastwood sitting in the bleachers behind, like, home plate.
1: Yeah, dude. And yeah. no <laughs> – great movie. Russia and Finland are, like, hotbeds for prospects. I feel like a ton of people have been hitting – both countries are kind of on the come up with, like, their young players. And, like, you don't have anybody out there either. Like, you don't have a single former Sabre who lives in Finland. Like, a, a Tollinger, right? I think he was a defenseman. I think he was from Finland. Like, you don't have one guy who can go to a couple games for you?
0: Yeah, that's kind of wild. I would want boots on the ground, dude.
1: Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Like, Call
0: I want a couple boots question. on
1: the ground. Like, and that's what I get scared of is, like, do you do you want the guy who's just living off Tim Hortons and the – pickup truck going rank to rank, or you want the guy that's like playing call of duty in the middle of the day and like making sure like that he fits in enough time to watch the film at home
0: yeah no i I couldn't agree more dude like it (laughs) that's buffalo buffalo Sabers. uh next one you just added this and i don't know what you wanted to talk about oh i
1: just wanted your take on this really quick i uh cool throne eugene melnick right we don't even talk about him anymore kind of seems like a stand-up owner so i just wanted to throw it out to you would you rather If you were a hockey fan, would you rather have Eugene Melnick um, maybe has some questionable ethics from time to time, tells it like it is, has his own blog, uh, pretty much sold the whole team and doesn't want to move him, or would you rather have the Pagoulas who just are kind of all over the place? Come on, man. Melnick, right? Melnick. I just wanted to throw that out there. I feel like Melnick's no longer the bad guy. I feel like he was just the flavor of the week. It's just like the internet. You have no, to ride I, the wave.
0: Yeah, dude, and I feel like Melnick is a bad guy, but I also feel like I could totally get in Melnick's inner circle.
1: And you want to know something about Melnick's organization, too, is the Ottawa Senators are not good, uh, but they they grind. They play hard. The, the people that they drafted, uh, all their prospects, their veterans, they buy into trying to win games any way they can, so, like, it's a better product on the ice, too.
0: 100%. Dude, all you'd have to say is, like, hey, Eugene, like, you have a nice watch on today. And then before you know it, he's inviting you to, like, on his private plane to go, like, wherever to <laughs> hang out. Like, I don't think it would be that hard. Where the is like, they could they do offer chicken wings and all that kind of stuff, which would be kind of cool. I I'm picking Melnick. Me, too. That's all I had. Okay, thank you. Uh, yeah. The docs dude. Uh, Zegers. and Jamie Drysdale both got their first NHL goal. It was Jamie Drysdale's first game. I don't know if you saw any of these highlights, and I just kind of put this on here because I was watching a lot of NHL tonight and stuff like that. Jamie Drysdale looks like he's going to be really fucking good, dude. Like, Yeah, call back to like
1: two podcasts ago, uh, the O-Dog, Jeff O'Neill said he was one of his favorite (laughs) (laughs) players, favorite prospects he's ever watched. Jamie Drysdale looks like – he just looks like another Cal McCart – Jack Hughes, like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he can skate. I mean, Quinn Hughes, sorry, Quinn Hughes.
0: He can skate so, He does that little move at the blue line that gets the forward to bite, and then he'll just, like, go around him.
1: 14 points in 14 games are the goals this year. I think you said sixth overall. In his debut game, he played 18 minutes, goal and assist. He led Ducks defenders in Corsi and was also second among the team's defenseman expected goals for percentage i have no idea what that bro you
0: you know like when it's kind of cool and the defenseman gets the puck at the point like makes a move and skates all the way down behind the net and like kind of comes up again he was doing that in his first game in the fucking nhl
1: yeah which is like not something a lot of people do the only thing i wonder sometimes is these like young offensive defensemen come into the league and they're so electric But do they ever, like, some of of them won't mold into, like, a complete two-way Do You know what I mean? So sometimes it's hard to see their value. Like, Makar and I think Hughes both showed they can play this year. You're you're talking
0: like Michael Delzato, dude.
1: (laughs) Yes, man. Yeah, Michael Delzato is hot. He was fucking
0: electric when he first You remember,
1: so many people were buying Delzato jerseys his rookie year. He was the future.
0: Dude, he was fucking unreal. And then all of a sudden, he just, like, started tweeting out Lisa Ann. I would. Speaking yeah. of shout-out, Air Force Amy. I think I'm hanging out with her next week. And I
1: think he, I think we didn't even... Good luck with the Air Force Amy. That's uh,
0: my Instagram story, today.
1: That's huge. Um, we didn't even talk about Zegers. He looks really good, too. I don't have a ton on him, because I feel like we talked about him back at World Juniors. But, uh, I mean, Ducks, at least you have a couple good prospects, and they're all there mm-hmm. now, too. And I like I like Steel that they have, was a younger guy there, too. Troy Max Jones.
0: Dude, they have... I think that Zegras and Drysdale showed that franchise that they can rebuild and be okay with it. Like I would sell everything. I think that those are the two players that you can actually build around.
1: Yeah, and that's and that was actually one thing I wanted to bring up too. My like, I think it's a top five name in the league right now for a hockey player, Ricard Raquel. He's leading the team in points this year. He's 27 years old. He carries like a cap hit right under four million, and it's left great his last year. Dude. Yeah, and he's a great looking dude, and he's kind of electric to play. Like he just he wears sixty seven, and he just looks like a sixty seven. If that makes that any 67? sense,
0: does he wear sixty seven?
1: Uh, if I'm wrong on that, I'm gonna literally hate my life. Please look it up. He
0: wears a he wears a weird number. I keep going on about, I'll
1: look it up, dude. Uh, I just want to throw it out there: twenty one points this year. I think if I'm a team at the trade deadline, I actually want to make a significant splash. That Ricardo Kell might be the best option with cap hit. Like that value should be huge too. And if you're looking at it from a Ducks fan perspective you have a young a 27 year old in the prime of his career who was an all-star 2 years ago who has a cap hit under 4 million dollars and you can get
0: a lot at the trade deadline for that. number 67. Thank you. Now that. Um <laughs> I thought this was kind of weird. Uh Jeremy Collton so a couple of games ago I actually saw this live. Uh defenseman on the Blackhawks Murphy uh, laid out Chernak on Tampa, and they all got pissed. I, I don't, I can't. I think he might have gotten kicked out of the game or whatever. And I guess they were going at him. I probably should have put the quote here. I didn't put it, but long story short, Colton pretty much told Murphy not to fight because their their team's better when he's on the ice when they're not on the ice, and all this stuff. I don't know if I'd want my coach telling me not to fight. Like that's kind of a weird move. Like,
1: yeah, I mean the one thing I'd say about Colton. I think he's done a good job since he's come in, but he's kind of like a very like mellow guy. Um, and I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Cause it's one of, one of two things. Sometimes someone does lay a clean hit and the other team is going after you. Like one of your star players or the guy who threw the hit and it does get annoying. Cause it's like, does he really have to fight? But Connor or Connor Murphy's like a tough player. Like I actually like Connor Murphy's game a lot. I thought he was good on the coyotes and he got, thrusted in kind of a shitty situation with the Blackhawks. And I understand that he's important, but uh, Connor Murphy can hold his own. And why not, like, send send that message? And, like, why hold him back if he wants to fight for his team?
0: That's right. the only thing
1: I don't have. It's not like it's not like Connor Murphy went up to him and was like, do I have to fight him, coach? He was like, no. It sounds more like the coach was like, do not engage.
0: Yeah, and talk about all the shit he's going to get for that on the ice.
1: Yeah, that's a tough look because then your street cred goes down too. I agree with that. And I also, if I <laughs> remember the- if I remember the quote correctly, too, because um, I was looking at it. I'm trying to think of where I was looking at it. Oh, uh, the Coach Colton's quote was, if Hedman finishes a hard check on Murph, I don't think Tampa's going to love it if we've got chasing him around the ice. Uh, I just wanted to point out, I, it's kind of a tough look to compare Connor Murph, who, again, I think is a great player to Victor Hedman. Of course, the Lightning would be chasing you all over the ice if you laid out Victor Hedman. That's a little
0: different. I'm just saying, dude, at the dive, if fucking – Alex Kalorans asked me to fight, and I got to say no. Coach told me I can't. That's just fucking. That's how you look yourself in the mirror after that. That sucks. Uh, I don't know why I put this on here. Probably because it's the Jimmy VC train. But Jimmy (laughs) VC went on waivers and immediately picked up by Vancouver. And then Galchenyuk went to Toronto. But Jimmy VC drove his car, his own car, from Canadian Tire Center from Toronto. Once he got claimed on waivers yesterday, he's in Montreal now. Left his car at the rink in Canada, and uh, we'll get it shipped to wherever he needs it eventually. Uh, why is this a story?
1: We're, <laughs> I got a couple things on this. Were we podcasting when Jimmy VC signed with the Rangers? I feel like we had to have been. I want to pull those tapes in the worst like fucking way. Like
0: live? One. Like live?
1: Yeah. I oh, think we okay. were podcasting back then.
0: I just remember Susan Zirandon telling him to come to New York, dude.
1: I just remember the Rangers thinking they got a star player. And I remember thinking the Bruins Stanley Cup chances went out the window. That was, that was a you dramatic. Thought, I'm like, talk did, about did, a salesman, Jimmy VC.
0: You thought he was going to be good too?
1: Yeah, at the time. Why wouldn't I? Why was there this huge sweepstakes and everyone was jacked up on this kid? Everyone's talking about like he was the next college hockey prospect. He just lit up college hockey at Harvard. You know what I mean? Like, it looked like it was going to work.
0: Well, it seems like the Rangers are like two for three on this, right? Like Kevin Hayes didn't go to Chicago. And the Rangers not up getting Kevin Hayes. Then they got Jimmy VC, who, who was he drafted by? Nashville, I think. And then he went to Buffalo and he's like, I'm not going there. And then... uh. Adam Fox went from where is it Calgary to Carolina, yeah, to New York. So the Rangers are two for three. Like Kevin Hayes is a pretty good player, and I think Adam Fox is going to be unbelievable. Two
1: for three.
0: They just they just they, just, they missed hard on Jimmy, Jimmy VC But three three do you remember back in the day? Really random. Do you remember Eli Tolvanen or whatever? And everybody thought he was going to be sick, and like that was the one name that the Predators wanted trade. I think was, there was like Rick Nash talks, and they wanted to trade this Eli Tolvanen guy, and he just. And I saw him playing the NHL the other night, but like he, I, he did not do what everybody thought he was going to do. I don't think.
1: They, and they thought he was going to come in and play in the playoffs too. I remember that he was going to yeah. be a big piece on the run. That was kind of a weird memory, dude. I just w- I wanted to circle back. Uh, so he's leaving his car in Canada, correct?
0: Yeah. Also, like when I read that, I was wondering if this thing was fucking with me because that's just Canada with a K and a T.
1: Yeah, but that's where like Ottawa is.
0: I wouldn't have known it. I thought that was just, like, another way to spell Canada, that Canadian. I
1: was like, <laughs> that's, that's incredible. I wanted to point out, though, I don't know about you, but, like, after, like, being in a bar, like, you meet up with some friends. I hate having my car sitting in, like, a parking lot. I don't even care if I drive a junk. Like, I wake up in the morning. I'm, like, my first things like, I need to get to my car. I can't imagine just leaving in yeah. Canada and then trusting someone to ship your car across country.
0: I mean, he must have left it like somewhere. He's not leaving it downtown Canada, dude. Also, does that mean that there's a place in the world called Canada, Canada?
1: Yes. Oh, and um, circling back, Wes McCauley, we were talking about him driving from Maine. All of a sudden now, uh, but when players do it, I think Tenority had a long car ride. Uh, Apparently, VC had a long car ride. They're acting like these guys are warriors for going on road trips. Like road, Road trips are great you know what yeah. i mean like i know like these guys don't do it all the time it's not the private plane but maybe jimmy vc needed a couple hours behind
0: the wheel going 85 you know what, what type of music do you think jimmy vc was listening to i think
1: jimmy vc actually probably has like very like eclectic taste like he has every genre you know what i mean he has like eight languages and uh, he likes 25 versions
0: completely disagree you think it's just but, straight
1: like edm or something
0: no future
1: Oh really?
0: Yeah, I get that by. Do you know there. that by
1: knowledge? Do you know that
0: by fact? No, I just feel like that's what him Kevin Hayes and like that's what they listened to, and they like made Brady chase it in the room and listen to it too, and Brady was like so uncomfortable about it. I bet that's what happened. Yeah, fair enough. Uh Yarmir Yager, dude. There's a video that just came out. Um, scored. He's 49 years old, and he scored. Uh, walks a defenseman, roofs it. Forty nine years old, dude, and he's skating down the ice way better than I could. And I'm thinking, this guy's fucking like fifty years old. Like, I I can't, I can't even begin. He's they they don't make people like that anymore. Like Yarmir no. Yager, fucking legend, dude. Like an absolute legend.
1: I heard I heard someone I heard someone say something like on a bench the other day some old guy on my team was complaining and he was like I'm 36 I can't do this anymore and someone's like Yager's like 60 and so <laughs> you. you can figure it him. out and also I did want to shout out to Chara just turned 44 and he's still saw in that. the NHL that's that was insane to me too I didn't realize like he was that old I always thought he was younger than Brady for some reason but like 44.
0: Chara and Lemmy were Running their mouths at each other the other night, and I'm like, "That uh, why do why do you just keep going back to that guy? Leave him alone, like fucking Big Z, dude. Did he? This might be dumb. Did he ever fight Reeves? oh uh, I
1: honestly don't remember, but I'm sure he probably did. I
0: don't know if you can look that up; that'd be cool. And then last thing in the NHL in the news, uh, Blues athletic trainer. Oh, he did. Looks like
1: it was back when he was on the Blues.
0: Okay, uh, Blues athletic trainer Ray. Oh, God. B-A-R-I-L-E. Bar Isle? For real? I don't know. Reached 2,000 games. I don't know. He reached 2,000 games. He hasn't missed a game since being hired in 95. Uh, I mean, dude, can you imagine not missing a game for – what's 95? That's 5 plus 21. 26 years, dude. The guy didn't miss a game.
1: Yeah. Try to do that one, Keithy Yandel.
0: Oh, my God.
1: 2,000, 2000 games is crazy. Um, crazy, and I think that's probably like, wh- what do you think on that gig as a whole? Athletic trainer to me, athletic uh, athletic trainer is kind of one of the harder jobs. Like the jobs you have more responsibilities for, and it's more serious than some other guys on the team. Like I, I rank this out in my head. I want your opinion on this top three jobs I could get inside an NHL organization outside like player coach, uh, front <laughs> office. Number three was scout. Uh, I already just kind of talked about why I would love to scout it goes along with road trips. Number two. I have a
0: question. What like in an interview to become a scout? Like, what are they asking you? Like, what do you look for in a player? Like, how do you get yeah. a job scouting people? How do how do people trust you well enough to know, like, oh, I, I can pick that guy?
1: Probably just be like, listen, like I drafted I drafted uh David Posternock in like 2017 Shell on like the 23rd round. We oh, you're
0: Okay, yeah. I won a couple <laughs> fucking via fucking GM modes. Yeah, but. And, and the mode was on all-star okay yeah,
1: so figure that out number two assistant equipment manager i've said this before i think assistant's a good role for this one because you can muck it up with the boys a tape sticks sharpen skates kind of some pressure there i know there's a lot of like work and stuff but like you're on the road and you're getting nhl amenity so i think that'd be a good job i don't know if you agree with that uh
0: I don't know if I'd want to be the assistant. I feel like the assistant are the guys that are actually staying back at 4 o'clock in the morning and, like, doing the bags where I think the head equipment manager probably makes the assistant equipment manager do that.
1: Yeah. And then number one, I have in-game DJ or uh, organist. I don't know how to play the organ, but I feel like that would be a great gig. And in-game DJ, like, I just feel like everyone plays the same songs. Like, there's great songs play at hockey games, and you hear them so rarely, and they're like, why don't you play that more? It's like step away from the hits for once. Do you agree with that?
0: Yeah, I think I think so. Sometimes you kind of need your classics, right? Like I I, you need you need to tour We're the fans it up. It, and like you know, it's a cultural melting pot on a hockey rink. It, people like all sorts of music. Like, so you just kind of figure that out. I wanted to talk about the athletic trainer thing. I think it'd be harder to be an athletic trainer at like a community college than it would be to be an athletic trainer in an NHL team. <coughs> <Not> <coughs> just because like
1: they big and like just doesn't want well, to sprints.
0: I feel like you just get all like the fucking thick shit. Like, you never have to, like, you're never going to be short, like, tape or heating pads or, like, ice bat Like, you have all the premium shit to make sure people are okay. And on top of that, if it's that serious, oh, hey, I think you need to see the team doc.
1: Yeah, I guess that's true. But I feel like if that was my rule 100% of the time, like, I'm not going to be like, oh, you know what, Crosby? Like, your knee looks okay. You don't need to see the doctor. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I can't be making those calls.
0: No, that's why you shuttle them off to the team doctor. I would shuttle everybody off to the team doctor unless it was a couple like stitches I had.
1: So basically if you were an assistant equipment, man, uh, assistant athletic trainer, your job would basically be like a shuttle.
0: Yeah. I would shuttle and like help lead team stretches or something. (laughs) Uh, all right. So that was NHL news. Now we're going to kind of get into our Rangers and Bruins. You want to talk about your bees first? You want me to talk about the Rangers
1: first? I don't have, I don't have a ton to go over the Bruins. I'll go over them first. Uh, yeah, the last two games got canceled. We beat the Sabres and the Penguins this week. Big whoop. And then uh, Pasternak, DeBrus, Krejci, Smith, Corrali are all on COVID protocol. Um, so our two games got suspended. That sucked. That was boring. Uh did want to shout out, though. I'm glad you put this down. David Krejci surpassed a 700-point mark tonight against Buffalo. Uh, what was that, Thursday night, I think, or Wednesday night? I don't know. 700 points is a pretty big deal. I was pumped to see that for him. I know he hasn't been scoring this year. I think he has, he has one goal, but he has like sixteen assists. I, he's always been a consistent, and they've never been able to find him a right wing since Nathan Horton um, led the playoffs and points twice. Like, just undercover Bruins legend won't have his jersey retired, but I think will be forever remembered fondly.
0: I think so. Uh, definitely a playoff player, right? In his like, contract, his in playoffs. Country, yeah. He yeah. doesn't fight, but like he's he's like the he's the guy who doesn't fight, but still kind of tough.
1: He fought Benoit Puglia and he fought somebody else too, so he has like three career fights. He's got an axe. He, he he just has like a face. He has like a grumpy Gus face on the yeah. ice, and that kind of gives him that edge. Five o'clock yeah. shadow.
0: And then I have another question with the whole COVID thing. Regular Joe Schmoes are getting vaccinations right now. How is not everybody in the NHL vaccinated?
1: I feel like they still are. I don't know if they are or not. Honestly, I can't answer that question. That blows I like, my
0: fucking mind. Like, why are people getting COVID?
1: I don't know, dude. I feel like they have to.
0: Maybe they, I, I I. don't have the answer for you. I, I just, I don't get it. I, like, if, if the vaccination's out there, if, like, I can drive to Utica and get a vaccination, you're telling me, like, the fucking New York Rangers can't make sure that their head coaching staff has a vaccination?
1: Yeah. That's all. Uh, I don't okay. know. Um, <laughs> all
0: right. Yeah. So, kind of just talked about it. David Quinn and the staff, uh, they got the COVID, dude. So, we've had Chris Knobloch, Chuck Knobloch. He's in there. Uh, <clears throat> Chris Drury's also on the bench. They just beat the Caps last night, two to one. Mika's Benjad, sick. Are goal. you not
1: even going to talk about the nine nothing drubbing? Like, did, did that mean nothing to you? Uh, so Knobloch coming in probably didn't have too many X's and O's, and the boys just playing their game against a terrible Flyers team and winning nine nothing. Was awesome, and I know that I I know that probably the novelty of Chuck Knoblock or or Chris Knobloch. Let's just called Chuck. Yeah, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the novelty of Chuck coaching the team's probably worn off after that Caps loss, but I thought that was a cool story.
0: Yeah, I think uh, I mean nine nothing. Like literally every time they got the puck, they scored. It was kind of like when we play ESHL and we we run into those good teams. Uh, it was it was fucking it was pretty nuts. I thought it was cool because Mika (coughs) Mika scored a hat trick. Um, He's the second player in NHL history to get six points in a period. Thought that was pretty dope, but I was kind of like, was kind of bummed out because like none of the kids really did anything. I think Heedle had a goal and Lafreniere had had an assist or maybe he'd even have an assist. Um, I don't know. I would have liked to have seen the kids get a couple. I mean, out of the nine goals, you're telling me one of those guys couldn't score a goal? Yeah. Uh, I I actually saw this quote too, and this is why I said the novelty I think wore
1: off was in the. And was in the next game against the Capitals. LaFrenier played seven minutes 53 seconds. And not block blamed mismanagement of the bench for his time. So I thought that was kind of tough too. Like, how'd you forget about like the number one overall pick on the bench?
0: Oh, yeah. Also, Hal, I don't know if you know this, but the number two overall is on his line.
1: Yeah, that's
0: not so right. I don't understand how yeah, you're right. Like that this is that's the second time it's happened this year. The first time it's with Quinn, the second time it's with Chuck. So I guess it's and just who, who's like, their center? Filipedal,
1: and so they're not giving Hedl ice time either.
0: The kids line, dude. It's what they call it. it's real freaking trendy. Uh, I don't know. They they ended up losing a game to the Caps. They played a pretty good two one game. Did you see like the fucking side by side goals that Evchen scored that game? They were literally the same thing. Like it was kind of fucking really weird. Shots from the point, point. rebound in front. It's the same fucking play. Uh and they were up one nothing. I thought they played kind of well, and then they just played him again. They ended up winning two one. I mentioned the Mika Zabinajet thing. I thought that was cool. Uh Larry Brooks just came out with an article talking about Pavel Bucinevich. If that's a guy you want to keep, he's breaking news. Larry Brooks is in on Bucinevich. He said four years, five and a half million. Five and a half million is a lot. Um, but I, I I don't know. I'm trying to think what else. Adam Fox is so good. That's about all I got. Keith Kincaid with another win.
1: How are you feeling about Keith Kincaid? Didn't Keith Kincaid – are you are you feeling hot on Keith Kincaid right now? Let's be honest. Because uh, he was I, like kind of public at number one. When You were really mad when he was on the Devils and stealing emojis. the New York Yankees emoji tweets. That was not okay with you.
0: was not okay with me. He was trying to like – one, you didn't play for a New York team, and two, you're not DD fucking glorious, dude. So, like, the Devils out. are a New York team. No, they're not. They're a New Jersey team. Trash. Oh my god! Just saying, you just called uh,
1: the whole state of New Jersey.
0: Fucking smells bad. What about our listeners who live in New, New, New the-
1: Jersey? Come on, where have you been in New Jersey? Hoboken? Where no. have you been? Into
0: been the Prudential Center. I'm pretty sure Montclair was in New Jersey. I'm not a big New Jersey guy. Sisty's from New Jersey. I'm, He's I'm not either. I'm off about it. The only <laughs> thing that New Jersey's brought me any sort of goodness is Brian Sisty, Peter Tasca, and the Jersey Shore. Other than that, well, let's
1: be honest, dude. Like, I feel like we've never. Neither of us have ever experienced like a beach. In New Jersey, and I feel like if we go to a beach town in New Jersey, maybe we'll have more love for it.
0: You know, you remember when the uh, the uh episode of Always Sunny where they go to the beach? Isn't that in New Jersey? And, like, there's just needles all over the place, and Charlie ends no. up the dog. Come
1: on, dude. Yes, dude. That's,
0: that's, yeah, that's, yeah, but that's it's Always Sunny.
1: <laughs> there's nice beaches in New Jersey. Like, I can't believe I'm sitting here standing up for the state of New Jersey. I know, <laughs>
0: dude. I'm, talking, I'm a little weirded out, too, man.
1: I just feel like... You're really alienating people in New Jersey. You have, can you say something nice other than
0: Jersey? Sure, dude. That's <laughs> one of my favorite shows of all time.
1: Sure, they love that answer.
0: What else is there, dude? I, I guess. Wait, don't the Giants play in New Jersey? Isn't the Meadowlands in New Jersey?
1: Yeah, but are they a New York team?
0: Well, they're the New York Giants, yeah.
1: Yeah, but they play in New Jersey, and so do the Devils.
0: Well, the, New, the Devils say they're from New Jersey and play in New Jersey.
1: But it's like, in, but New Jersey is New York. Now that I think about it, I hate
0: the fact that the Giants play in New Jersey. I hate that. Why is that? There's no, already the New game? York. The New York Jets play in New York, right?
1: They yeah. play
0: at, Why? Why aren't they the New Jersey Giants?
1: I don't know. Can you imagine if there was a stadium like in downtown, in like somewhere in New York, like the Bronx, like the Yankees, but it was just like a football stadium? That'd be insane.
0: Like Batman. Do you remember that fucking movie, Batman, where Game comes in and like, I think it was it? I don't know. It looked like the Steelers were running. Do you remember that? Gotham City, weird. How is there not a football field in New York? You tell me, bro. It blows my mind. Jesus. <clears throat> they just signed that good re- – I know this is a hockey podcast. Do you know anything about the receiver that the Giants just signed, Galladay or whatever? They keep saying that he's a – Benny big- Galladay? Yeah, they keep saying he's like a big-name guy. I've never heard of him.
1: Yeah, he's like three. He's actually th- – this past year he was injured a ton, which probably doesn't look great. But before that he was pretty – he was pretty much always the number two wide receiver for the Lions. He always caught like eighty balls. I always had him in fantasy. Kenny Galladay. I'm actually a fan.
0: You think he's like he could be a number one receiver?
1: Uh, yeah, he can, he can. I I don't know who your other. I mean Sterling Shepard, Is he still
0: there? I don't even. I think he is. I don't know. They yeah. also got Rudolph. But that's that's football talk for today. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think if I have anything else. The Larry Brooks article is. Oh, he talked about. Question for you, Al. <clears throat> Philippe broke. I don't know if he broke. Sandy hurt his hand. Ever since he's come back, he doesn't have like the same like. I don't know. He he was playmaking a lot more before he got hurt. This is the second time I've seen Larry Brooks bring this up, and he keeps bringing up the fact that like Capo and Lafreniere have been like told that people have said that they had the ability to play center, although they're not like centermen. What do you feel about like trying out one of those guys in the middle? I think you do it, and here's why. I think both of their confidence might not be that high right now. I think if you tell somebody, a winger, that you want them to play center, if that was me, I would think, okay, the coach thinks I'm ready for responsibility, right? Centermen are always around the puck, and with these highly skilled, sought-after like draft picks, like these are the guys you want with the puck, right? Jack Hughes is playing center. I, again, I know center is like, way different because you have to be responsible in the D zone, and like <coughs> there's different things that go into it. But would you, would you test putting them in the middle? And if you were to put them in the middle – I would think that you need to put them with good people just because you would want them to be kind of like, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for. Like babysat, I guess like, you know what I mean? You'd want like somebody strong defensively. And I don't know. What do you think?
1: I think it's tougher than you're saying it is, but I understand the theory. I I agree. I I think, I think if you do anything like that, like you have to have a a winger, like someone, like if, if they moved Tito the wing, he would have to be on that line and then maybe take like D zone draws. Like, like you can teach them the responsibilities, but sometimes I think like face offs, Faceoffs just about like taking face-offs and like, if you don't have the time into like, you know what I mean? Like NHL centermen have been practicing faceoffs for years. Lot. And I feel like if you have someone that can take those draws for him, but then just switch out for the roles, I think that'd work.
0: But Here's the thing. You're not going to make playoffs. Just fucking throw them in there at the dot. The Rangers aren't that good at the dot. Anyway, they aren't. I kind of think you do it, man. I would like to see it because I think the centerman is around the puck a lot more than the wingers are. And I think that that's something that either one of those kids would help their game.
1: Yeah, I agree with that.
0: Why the fuck not? It's not, like, it's not like you're battling for a playoff spot. They say that they are, but they're not, dude. They're not going to make the playoffs this year. So, like, if we want to fucking build and on top of that, dude, like, if you can play center in the D zone, you can easily play wing. Like, playing wing in the D zone isn't that hard. Like, you have your man. You know when to sink. You know what lanes to fill in, whatever. Like, center's a whole nother fucking world, dude. Like, I I played center, like, barely. But it's it. there's just so much more responsibility. And I think giving responsibility to those kids kind of gives them that, like, hey, we believe in you. And they're gonna have the puck more. Yeah. Why not? Uh, why not? That's what I'm saying. And if it doesn't work, then it doesn't fucking work. You're not making the playoffs regardless. It's not stopping their growth. If anything, you're gonna have the puck more.
1: Like, oh, I know this is Rangers talk, but one guy I wanted to bring up really quickly. I don't know if you've noticed this. He's been getting dumped on a ton on social media. Carter Hart uh, is not having a good follow-up year. I'm really proud of myself, and I think the real reason I brought this up is I was heavy against. I thought people thought the Flyers are way too good, and I think I predicted I'm not making the playoffs this year. So shout out to me. What do you have on Carter Hart? Do you think it's just a year two struggle or do you think this is just classic Flyers
0: goaltending? I don't know, man. I'm getting a little bit nervous because I know he can be really good, but this isn't the first time that Carter Hart's been kind of like, like he remember like his rookie year. Is this a second year or his third year? (coughs) There was one year. Technically his third. He couldn't win on the road. You remember that was like his thing. It seems yeah. like Richie just keeps getting like these like I don't know kind of I, and I know people
1: don't talk about save percentage they act like that's not a real stat anymore but uh his first year 917 second year 914 and this year 875 so he's way down but in the playoffs his, his save percentage is way up so he like gets hot I don't I don't know man it's interesting to see like I don't think anyone can really predict it but maybe get a new goaltending coach in there something
0: oh, dude, What's what's the what's the coach of the Flames I just hired him it's from the fam- famous hockey family
1: Sutter, Daryl Sutter. Sutter.
0: Did you see how uh, his goalie got pumped the other game and they asked him about it and he said that he doesn't pull goalies?
1: No, I didn't see that.
0: What a fucking veteran quote. He's like, yeah, I don't pull goaltenders.
1: Yeah, I I didn't see that. Again, I think for some reason he kind of flew under the radar because he was in L.A. Everyone knew he was kind of a hard-ass, but it seems like this year since he's come in, a lot of his quotes are gaining traction. I'm here for it. Maybe it's because he was just before, like, Hockey Twitter blew up. I know he only got fired a couple years ago, but he's always kind of been like a stickler. I feel like we should appreciate him more.
0: I think so, too. He's kind of like that grumpy old guy that you don't really want to piss off and you respect. That's kind of the vibe I get.
1: <laughs> I, wonder how, I wonder how the uh, Johnny Goudreau relationship's going. <coughs> Hopefully good. You want to talk New Jersey, Johnny Goudreau.
0: Exactly. Uh, <laughs> i trying to think. Beer League, do you have any Beer League roundup?
1: No, I don't think so. That um – Oh, I did want to point out, like, I, so I, we're doing, like, a skate now. I talked about this on the podcast really quick. I just think beer leagues are a hoax because we pay, we've we found refs and we're paying refs and it still averages out to, like, $5 less a game. So someone explain to me league fees and percentages because I feel like they definitely take too much money over the top for what they do.
0: You have refs for a non-beer league for, like, a skate?
1: Yeah, and it costs, and, and every single skate, we got the text. They're like, you guys want to do it? It's two extra dollars escape. It's like, yeah, sure. Why not?
0: So it's like 15 bucks or 17 bucks. I'd rather pay 17 bucks for refs. Kind of yeah. makes it cool. Are, are you guys on set teams?
1: Yeah. Yeah. We lost, we lost four, nothing first game, which isn't great, but I actually like that. I'm on the worst team. Is it game
0: or do you like play to five? Is it an actual whole game? game. We,
1: we have like the scoreboard going. The only thing we didn't have in the first game was face-offs because we didn't have refs, but we did everything else the same. <laughs> no one really took any Just two teams? Two teams.
0: So it's just like a two-team league.
1: Uh, kind of like what you do. Don't you just have a skate with guys?
0: Yeah, but we played a five and then switch goalies Like when we don't have refs. I feel yeah, like that we, kind of brings an extra element.
1: Yeah, of organization, I think. I think it'll be good. Um, so I just wanted to point that out. I don't know if I have anything else. Uh, do you have anything? Do you have anything else you want to vent on on Dale's Beer League?
0: Uh, not on Dale's beer league, but I played hockey tonight and we played a five and switch and I think we got probably beat 21 to four. Like that was, <laughs> it was everything they touch went in. I, and, and every time like <coughs> I would have a minus, I'd just get off the ice. So I barely played like, And your games are was, pretty close, uh, right? Normally. Yep. Yeah, I broke one of my sticks. Like, you know, like when the puck goes in the corner and you're going back to the defenseman and you like go to put one hand on the stick to kind of pick it up off the wall. Well, don't you know my blade hits that little fucking divot in the door? Snap (laughs) the blade right now. Oh my god, dude. I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. And then Pierre-Luc Latourno LeBlanc comes over and hands me a stick. I'm like, why are you giving this to me, dude? I'm going to the bench. So I have this giant left-handed stick in my thing and he goes and he picks up my stick. The blade's in half. Like, it's held on by tape. And he goes down the ice and almost scores. I've never (laughs) seen anything. I was like, what is going on? Uh, but, yeah, those are the type of skates that make you never want to play hockey again. And that's kind of what I just got out of. So Sick. It was just rough, dude. I was supposed to play forward, and then I got a text, like, at, like, 3 o'clock saying, hey, buddy, just so you know, D backed out, so you have to play D again. <laughs> so, like, I, like, and I'm not playing next week, so, like, a lot of me wanted to be, like, listen the West Virginia, fucking Syracuse games on. Like, I'm all set. But I ended up going and just, oh, God, it was awful, dude. It was a nightmare. Everything they touched scored is brutal. Um, beer League Roundup, thank you for coming. Oh, I am playing Beer League in San Diego, though, when I go out there and bring my hockey bag. So that'll be pretty cool. I'm happy about it.
1: You nervous? Yeah. I feel like I would be kind of nervous walking in that locker room. I just don't know what a California Beer League locker room is like.
0: I don't think so, dude. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm not really that worried. Like, I, nothing against California people, but when I think of hockey. I don't really think of California. I'm sure that. Yeah, but I'm, I'm sure, sure there's, there's some comfort. really
1: good kids out there. I'm sure there's, there's probably like- a couple of ones. When you are in, like, a local league and it's, like, like where you grow up, like, you see – when you walk into a locker room, you see kids' bags and stuff like that, and you can, like, kind of put pieces together. 100%. And then, like, when you're out there, like, you have no idea what a bag means. Like, you don't, like – you don't, they know, like, what teams they played for. You have no backstory on them, so it's kind of harder to gauge. So it'll be interesting.
0: Yeah, as long as they don't have wheels on them, then, uh, then it's a whole nother thing. Uh, F- Feverboy Rex said the skate that he goes to is pretty good. There's one guy that said he had an SP contract or something like that. I don't know but
1: you got to meet the guy who's telling people he had a contract in the SPHL.
0: I think he was telling people he he could have went D1 and blew out his knee. Like <laughs> it's just like your classic fucking story. He said he's pretty good though, but <clears throat> all right. Uh, <laughs> let's see here.
1: I love those stories.
0: Yes. EASHL. We were in the top 35% and now we're back down. We are about 500. So that's good. Uh, let me tell you what, dude. It is such a tale of two stories. When you're playing that game and you're winning, it is so much fun. But when you're playing and you're getting dominated, it's the worst thing in the world. I was talking to a few Roy Rex about it. He thinks our, our characters, like our players, aren't developed enough yet in terms of traits and level. So I think what we're going to do is we're just going to ride that Threes Eliminator for a while and just get our cloud up.
1: Don't tell me with a good time. I love Threes Eliminator. I don't I don't know, man. That's t- It's tough because you're right. You have to build them up, but you also want to play. And you can't be the team that quits. I think that shows a lot of our character that like when people get blown out, they quit. We never quit, but it is, it's tough sometimes.
0: Um, what was I going to say? So I just recently edited our jerseys. You guys wanted to be like Detroit, Albany Riverman. I did it. We don't have a logo on our jerseys yet. Cause it's not unlocked. So literally we just look like the New Jersey devils. We need a different fucking color setup.
1: There's supposed to be, is it silver in there? Did you do? Oh, I don't know if there's silver. You might
0: have to go in and edit the little.
1: white. The white is silver. Just silver it out, dude.
0: Oh, so just change all the white to silver. So we'll have silver jerseys. For white.
1: <laughs> I mean, the white itself, but like all the accents are silver. I can take a look. I thought it was a nice design. People have no idea what we're talking
0: about. Troy Albany Riverman, dude. There was uh, there was one game that I played at Midgets. And uh, it was – do you remember a kid, Tom Bishop, you went to Saratoga? Remember him? I think he was like the backup um, soccer goalie too. He was on my Midget team and uh, – <coughs> Like, we were playing Troy Albany Riverman. It was real chippy. After the game, one of the other team's parents came in our locker room and tried beating up Tom Bishop. We were like, I don't know how old we were. But Troy Albany, dude, salt of the dude,
1: talk about it. Yeah, you want to talk about organization? I'll never forget the year I played there. And the coach <laughs> came in, and he was like, boys, like – What, you
0: played? Was- you played for the Troy Albany
1: Riverman? Well, it's the same organization. What do you mean? C- CD Select, same thing. Oh, I didn't know that. And oh. and I actually did play for Troy Albany Riverman. squirt. I, did. I didn't Before know there that. was even, yeah. But we, we, our coach came in and was like,
0: Bro, you're old. They would drive you down to Troy for like practices and shit. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. And then I'd go for like runs and freer and like through Troy with the team.
0: I remember but, that. Okay. All right. So
1: they, um,
0: and they for were like, listening, we, dude, that's like a forty minute drive.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a hike. Yeah, <laughs> but you hear about kids nowadays; they're traveling like three hours to practice and shit, and their parents are like, dude, boarding on like, stuff.
0: Bro, you live like five minutes from the rink, and your old man was driving you forty five down I eighty seven. Man, that's kind of badass.
1: I can explain to you. Uh, but getting back to it, they were like, we, you guys are gonna have your own locker room this year, and we we're like, that is awesome. And then they took us out into Freer Park. If you haven't seen this rink, just think like the oldest rink you can possibly imagine. It's so cold. And there was just this like attached shed, and they were basically like, tear it all down on the inside. We're gonna like build it from scratch. And they made us build a shed into a locker room, and it had no heating. So we had like a space heater in there. Um, so that's freer park for is so cold know.
0: that like when you're skating around and you're sweating, uh, this has happened. I've played it freer where like you skate around, you sweat, and the condensation from your visor, like you know, it kind of normally gets foggy and shit. There's been times where I get back to the bench, and then by the time I go out for my next shift, the shit's frozen
1: so like, dude, that, and that was the uh, issue is like we so the cool thing about having a locker room as a kid was like holy shit like we can leave our stuff here like bring your skates or like wash right. it if you need to we could leave it there but it wouldn't dry it would freeze so like yeah. your skates were frozen your gloves were frozen your shin pads were frozen it Nothing was just, worth than
0: putting on frozen gear
1: every single day you went to play hockey you knew it was going to be frozen and then, like if you forgot like a pair of socks like you had to put on like frozen socks and shit like your towel you couldn't leave it there because it would freeze
0: It's the real shit, dude. It's the
1: real shit. Where are we in this podcast? We're on
0: our last segment, dude. Uh, (laughs) Don Moore's Heroes and Zeros. Here we
1: go. Hey, fans. This is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the the behind-the-scenes stuff here.
0: Thank you, Don. Uh, Heroes and Zeros of the week. I don't know if I told you this before the podcast started. I already touched on it. My Hero of the Week, JT Miller, scored a sick overtime winner. Went around, Tyler. Yes. uh, oh, Very cool goal. really cool goal to toe drags in the middle. He has, I'm pretty sure he, yeah, he has a he has 100 points in 100 games of the Vancouver Canucks. Talk about a guy who just needed fucking to be told that he's one of the guys. Yeah, you know I means? always told
1: you he was better than Kreider.
0: 100 points. He has 36 goals and 64 assists in 100 games of the Canucks. Well, I was.
1: It's crazy to look back at it, too, because when he went to Tampa, it was like, all right, he's just a product of his environment because he lit it up there, too. And Wait, it was like, he, oh, my that, God. That Vancouver dress, gave up a first-round first, throw, first round pick for J.T. Miller, and then he like has gone off.
0: Yeah. No, he, the first year he was with Tampa, he was good. I think the second year he ended up going back down to like their third and fourth line. That's why people were pissed that it was for a first-round pick. And then he goes, Vancouver, dude, I'm fucking – I know he doesn't know me, and it's just weird to say, but like, kind of proud of him, dude. Like a New York Rangers (laughs) fucking prospect that like actually ended up being pretty decent. Of course, he's not on our team, but like, and I remember like through the ups and downs of like head coaches telling JT you you need to be a pro. Like Elaine Vigneault was hard on him, and I don't know. I'm I'm fucking happy for him. Hey
1: JT, (laughs) if you're listening, we're fucking proud of you, bud. Right there, bud. (laughs) We're proud, dude. I thought that was beautiful.
0: Yeah, here, I'll go hero.
1: Let's go here. hero. Can we go alternating hero zeros? Yeah, I feel yeah, like we used to do that, and then when Dale came in, it got too convoluted. Well, yeah, it uh, would
0: be a fucking 10-second pauses.
1: Hero hero of the week, UMass, uh, won their first ever Hockey East Championship, men's hockey. Cal McCarr kind of changed the program a few years ago. It's awesome to see that the dudes he, were pl- he was playing with uh, just won that league, so shout out to them. I also saw this tweet. Someone tweeted out and said, my uncle just called me up and said he saw uh you two UMass hockey players at Big Y, which is the grocery store in Amherst walking around with the trophy while shopping. What a team. Uh I like I like that idea idea too. You're not gonna uh you're probably going back to the boys or maybe not because you're quarantined, but it's like, yeah, let's go flex at the supermarket with a hockey East trophy.
0: No, I love that. And uh Zach Jones, uh I forget what round he was drafted. Oh fuck! I just fucked this all up. Mike being weird. Zach Jones, prospect for the Rangers, ripping it up. Nice to see him. Very offensive, but he also laid a giant hit in that tournament. So, uh, the zoo. That's the zoo, right?
1: Yeah, which is crazy to think about too. Didn't you go to the
0: zoo? Did you have a time at the zoo? I went to the I went to the zoo once. And this is the
1: zoo, dude, monkey bars, dude. Did you do you actually believe like did it live up to the hype? If someone who's never actually been to the zoo did like.
0: I'm going to be honest with you, dude. I was 20. I had a fake ID, and my fake ID wanted to get us in, so we went to the bar and then just went back to this girl's house, and then I went to bed.
1: <laughs> so, that kind of sounds like if someone said, how was Keds time at UMass, that pretty much sounds right on point.
0: It's the exact opposite of a zoo, at least my experience. I'm sure when you're there, it's fucking cool, but when you're freezing your balls off trying to get in a bar and they're like, hey, you can't get in, and you just drove three hours to party at the zoo, and you can't party at the zoo, it fucking sucks. Right, you
1: can get that experience at like any uh, New York at like college anywhere, like you can go anywhere. to Brockport, Sienna, anywhere you can stand outside in the cold and not get in. And like, yeah,
0: pretty much, dude. <laughs> That's the zoo. Uh, zero, my zero of the week. Uh, <coughs> this Matthew Kachuk. What's Hall's first name? Justin, maybe. Guy in the Leaves, number three.
1: Yeah, Justin Hall.
0: <coughs> Did you see the the fight him and Kachuk had?
1: Yeah, that was stupid. So I, I guess I'll just let you give your opinion on this.
0: Like, I love Matthew Kachuk. He's one of my favorite players in the league because he's a rap, but like, that was explain fucking it, so explain stupid. Explain it, right? Yeah, but, like, it was I mean, so Kachuk, stupid. Kachuk goes up the hall, like, hey, you want to drop the gloves? They shit the gloves. Fucking Hall drops his gloves and Kachuk skates away for like five seconds and then drops his gloves. Like, As and again, Paul's I love Matthew Kachuk. Yeah, and I love Matthew Kachuk, but you know, Keith Kachuk is watching the TV being like, what the fuck are you doing?
1: Yeah, that's like, um, That's like, it's hard to get mad at Brendan Lemieux's quick jump when you see that move. I don't know. That's what I've always talked about. I know you love Matt Kachuk. Sometimes to me, Matt Kachuk is just kind of a weirdo out there. He's just weird. Like Brady Kachuk, to me, his little brother is a little more pure where he's just like angry and pissed off. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but, but Matt is like the one who like, like has like the racing stripes shaved into the side of his head and is like fake fighting. And then fighting people like he's just a, a different element i think compared to brady do you agree on that
0: yeah but at the end of the day it is entertaining like
1: it is entertaining um, <laughs> that's kind of a i mean that's a bush move bush it bush is a
0: move. Bush move, but it's entertaining and it, it leads me to believe and i don't know if they're both good enough i'd have to look at the the americans or whatever but like next olympics that there's hockey the nhl players are supposed to be playing do both of the kachuks make the united states team if they force one Do you put them on the same line and do you just let them fucking piss people? I
1: put them on the fourth line all day. I don't even know if they should be. Like, Matt Kachuk probably should be higher than the fourth line, but I just throw them on the fourth line. Have them just
0: piss everybody (laughs) off, dude. I'm trying to think of like a fucking American center that just is a fucking rat. I'd have to really think about it.
1: it. It's going to be awesome for USA to have like pissed off power forwards. Like, I feel like we haven't had that since like the Leclerc Kachuk days.
0: Yeah. Like, that'll be fucking pretty cool. And just, I like, just, I would love to see U.S. Canada with the Kachuks out there. Like the Kachuks out there against Drew Doughty.
1: I could see them doing something like uh, David Backus. Remember that year he fought every single Canadian yeah. star before the playoffs? Still one of the, the coolest Olympics.
0: things in hockey ever that isn't talked about.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. going from that, I mean, one Bush League moved to another. Tom Wilson really quick. One of our writers retweeted this from the May account. Tom Wilson sent a text to Brandon Carlo after the game apologizing. No one cares. No one cares. The yeah, fact that you even said the that to the public, like, I feel like that's almost implied. Like, I just feel like that happens every single time someone's injured. I guess, like, they probably asked him. And he's like, Yeah, like, I sent him a text, but, like, fuck off. I don't want to see that. And I hate what I really hated more it was just, like, and I know every team oh, does boy. it. And cap fans are still allowed to love Tom Wilson, but it's also like, you don't have to act like he's a stand up dude for sending this text. Just get out of my face with that nonsense
0: yeah and it came like fucking two weeks later
1: and you know, not pisses <laughs> me off even more is they went like seven and oh while he was suspended and i was back and like the capitals are hot and it's just like a-
0: well they lost with this first game back in the lineup oh, and boy. there was a play earlier in the game where hayek kind of like it would though there was gonna be a whistle and like tom wilson fell down next to hayek and like smitty went over and said something to him and like Tom Wilson like push him then Smitty threw like a jab while Wilson was on his knees and then everybody got involved I fucking love Brandon Smith dude like and we have so we have so I have like a Rangers group text I don't know if I ever told you this like I have a Rangers group text pretty much filled with like I don't know probably like 12 of like close friends of mine that like like the Rangers and shit and somebody asked me the other day like why do you guys even like Brandon Smith and it's like he's a guys guy dude like if if there's an NHL player that I think would be friends with us like, it would be Brendan Smith. <laughs> yes.
1: Probably. We talked about this last week on, on the podcast, but Brendan Smith, another hero of the week. There you go.
0: Love you, Smitty. Uh, that was this week's podcast. Do you have anything else for the people at home? I wonder Wonder if Dale's out of his game yet.
1: That's it, man. I mean, again, Dale wasn't suspended. It was just I was sleepy. Uh, another good week of hockey coming up. Hopefully the Bruins get out of pro- COVID protocol.
0: or just get vaccinated blows my mind i can't believe that shit but uh thank you for tuning in guys we appreciate you're only six away from 200 i can't believe that but um we will talk to you guys next week